All right, all right, all right. Welcome to the Expert Edge. Hey, today is going to be awesome. We're going to be talking about expanding your capacity. And I share a new definition of what I think it takes to really grow your expert business and expand your capacity. Now, on this special podcast, I share with you some strategies that I actually normally only share with my expert in a circle, which is our high-level implementation and coaching program. But I share with you some of these strategies in this particular podcast. So it's going to be super, super valuable. I also unpack some of the biggest failures that I've had and how I learned from them and how it's helped me to go from seeing a negative return on investment, especially with investing in advertising and running webinars and Facebook ads to seeing a three to sometimes seven times return on investment every single time we do a webinar and how you can do that also. This podcast is really special because I think it looks at the ingredients of what it really takes to grow your capacity and become a market leader or just become a leader in your industry and build a type of business that you're really proud of and that you love. Now, hey, if you really enjoy this episode, could you do a favor for me? Could you scroll to the bottom or wherever it is on iTunes and just leave a review? I'd really appreciate it if you leave a written review and uh, I read them personally and I just genuinely appreciate it if you do that. And uh, iTunes iTunes loves it. So guys, let's get into it. Expert Edge podcast. This is all about growing your capacity. You are listening to the Expert Edge podcast. This is the place where experts come to command the stage, position themselves as authorities and scale their business up. Get ready to access your next level of potential with your host, Colin Boy. So let's talk about expanding your capacity. In other words, what does it take to grow? Uh, this journey of being an expert, a personal brand is, it's a funny journey because it is really one of the most simple business models out there. You know, if you think about any other types of businesses out there, if you're a brick and mortar business, you've got inventory, you've got, you know, and huge amounts of inventory, you've got, you've got to set up shop, you've got to get a lot of employees, you've got to do all this sort of stuff. As an expert business owner, it's actually a very simple business model. You know, if you are a speaker, then you have a speech and you deliver that speech and you might have an assistant. If you're a content creator, you've got content that you create and you distribute across different platforms and then you sell your courses. Uh, maybe you've got a, you know, combination of those couple of different uh, things happening in your business. I know for us, we've got, you know, I'll deliver keynotes and workshops, etc. Live workshops, people fly in from all around the world to do our Self From Stage Academy workshop, our expert in a circle workshops. And then we've also got our digital course. And so, you know, but really when it comes down to it, it's a pretty simple business model. But here's the problem. Can I tell you the problem? <laughs> the problem with this business model is that it's very personal. In other words, you are the one selling you. You are the one who is representing you. So in other words, your product, your service is a representation of you. And so it's not like you're selling a widget, you know, a ball bearing, a battery. You're selling your content, your ideas, and they're very close to you. And so the challenge, I think, in this personal brand industry is evolving and growing your capacity 
and maturing as a human being. And today's podcast, I think, is going to be really powerful for you to help you to understand what's really stopping you from going to your next level. Because uh, I've created a definition of capacity growth, a definition of growing your capacity that I think really is unique and specific to building an expert business. I'm going to give it to you right now. This is kind of going to frame up the whole conversation for today. And here it is. It is capacity is determined by your ability to handle ambiguity, exposure to criticism, and discomfort. So what I mean by that is as a personal brand, as a business owner, your ability to handle greater levels of ambiguity your ability to handle greater levels of exposure to criticism specifically a lot of the time and to handle greater levels of discomfort, that uncomfortable feeling inside of you will determine how much capacity you grow into, how much money you make and whether you become a market leader or not, whether you become successful in this business or not. It doesn't really depend on a lot of other things in this industry. It's actually quite simple. But obviously, as you grow, there will be more ambiguity. There will be more complexity. For example, uh, you know, once you start building your business, you're probably going to have to start hiring employees. You're going to have more more clients. It's, it's a lot easier to handle 10 clients than it is to handle a, a thousand clients. And so, as your capacity grows, your ambiguity needs to grow. In other words, your ability to handle ambiguity, your ability to have systems processes in place to handle ambiguity is going to really increase. But for me, the two biggest ones are the second two. It is exposure to criticism and the ability to handle discomfort. Now, I know for me, uh, as I've grown through my expert business, I remember the first time I really got serious about running a webinar. What I mean by serious is I invested in a Facebook ads manager at the time, I was still living in Australia. I invested, I think it was $2,500 to get a Facebook ads manager. And that was US dollars. So I was living in Australia at the time. And so that was, you know, that was like $4,000 just to have a Facebook ads manager. And then I spent about another $4,000 on ads. Now, what happened was, I think I made about $6,000 because it was a brand new offer. I hadn't really tested it. And so really, I actually lost money from my first webinar that I invested, you know, in my mind significantly into, you know, I spent, you know, about six or $8,000 or whatever it was. Now, that was a big investment for me at the time. And there were some problems with it. One of the problems was that I didn't have a proven system at the time. Now, I reflect on it now and I'm so grateful that I lost money. I'm so grateful that I went through it. Why? Because it's the failures that you go through. It's your ability to handle the failures, the criticism, the discomfort, it's your ability to handle that that creates success in your life. So really the return on, on investment from that experience for me, from a financial or fiscal perspective was negative. You know, it was like a negative, you know, 1.2 or something like that. I lost money from that experience, but this was the thing is I refined it. I refined my message, refined my ads, refined what I did. And typically for us, we'll see, you know, a three to five times return on ad spend. So in other words, every dollar I spend, I'll get $3 up to $5. Sometimes we've had seven times return on ad spend back. That's like a broken slot machine, right? 
And so what I'm saying is that once you hone in this system, it's incredible. But to get there, you do have to go through some discomfort. You have to go through an ability to expose yourself to failure and to criticism. And so when it comes down to it, I want to ask you this question is, what is your interpretation of failure? Because I love this, uh, this quote by Seth Godin. I'm just searching for it right now. Here it says, if failure is not an option, then neither is success. <laughs> oh, that is so good. Good on you, Seth. If failure is not an option, then neither is success. And if you've been trying to avoid failure, good luck in creating success. Now, what I mean by that is I don't mean trying to avoid failure as in, you know, I think it's a good idea to do and to, you know, for us, like for me, I join courses, programs, etc., to avoid failure. But the way I avoid failure is I invest in myself to learn strategies that actually work, right? Now, this is going to help me to avoid failure and, and really essentially it fast tracks the success, because what, what I do is I leverage the failures of the course creator and the learnings and the lessons and the pain and the time and the difficulties that they've gone through. I leverage their failure to fast track my success. But ultimately, when it comes down to it, if you really want to be a market leader in your specific niche, you're going to have to, even if you follow a proven process, you're going to have to grow your capacity to handle failure. You're going to have to grow your capacity to handle this complexity, to handle the discomfort. Because I know for me, you know, chatting with my students, so like Self from Stage Academy students, they will come in sometimes and they've never ran a webinar before, ever, right? They've never even made an offer before. And they, they have to risk, even though they follow a proven process, they have to risk the chance that it's not going to make money. They have to risk the chance that maybe they might lose money the first time. They have to risk the chance that maybe their content won't be received as well as they truly wanted it to be. They still have to take that risk. And this is the thing, is even when you invest in a course, even when you invest in a coaching program, even if you hire a one-on-one coach, it doesn't matter. You will never escape this one piece of truth. And that is that your capacity will increase only when you are determined to step into greater levels of ambiguity. In other words, greater levels of complexity, greater levels of capacity. When you're willing to expose yourself to greater levels of criticism, and you're also willing to handle greater levels of discomfort, that uncomfortable feeling. I'll give an example. I know for me, as, a, as you know, we've been growing in our promotions, we've been growing in our launches and so forth. You know, when I first started having a hundred people in a, you know, on a webinar, that was really uncomfortable. It felt really, really uncomfortable to have a hundred people signed up. I was thinking, oh my gosh, a hundred people. That's quite a lot of people. But now if I have a thousand people on a webinar, it's like literally nothing. Like I literally, I, I'm, if I had a thousand people on a webinar sign up, I feel like I'm not going to use my time wisely. Like in my mind, I'm going, is this really worth my time for a thousand people? Now, I don't say that because I don't value the people on there. I say that because 
my capacity to hold a thousand people is it, it's like a no-brainer. Like it's not even a thing. Like it, like I would wake up the morning of the webinar and not even think about the fact that I have a thousand people that I'm about to you know speak to potentially. Where for me, if it's ten thousand, now that's starting to feel exciting. Like that's starting to feel like okay, this is exciting. This is starting to really push me. But this is the thing: is that a thousand people used to feel really uncomfortable, but it doesn't anymore. Why? Simply because I've pushed my capacity to handle discomfort. I've pushed my capacity to handle. I know for me, when I first started investing in Facebook ads, you know, literally $1,000 was really uncomfortable. Like really uncomfortable. I remember when when I when you know, I told the story of I invested like 4,000, but before that, I actually did some courses myself, learned how to run Facebook ads uh, myself. And I know for me, spending $500,000 with no Facebook ads manager was really uncomfortable. Now, to hire a Facebook ads manager and spend, you know, three to $5,000 for their services for the month, it doesn't even feel uncomfortable anymore. Like it just feels like, yeah, that's just what you do. But this is the thing is when I first started out, that felt really uncomfortable. And so really what I'm trying to say to you is this, is that you have to push your capacity to handle discomfort, push your capacity to handle ambiguity, to handle exposure. And as you do that, you'll grow. Now, when you follow proven processes, and I don't care what course you do, as long as you as long as you join someone's program and you know that they know what they're talking about and you've seen that they've seen results, which by the way, let me just talk about this. There's one level of seeing results with yourself but you really want to make sure that you join programs with people where they see results with their students. Because just because someone can get a result, I think that is the first level of getting a result. That's the first level of seeing success. Now, if you are an expert, a coach, a content creator, and you haven't seen results with your clients yet, don't stress because this is just part of the journey. The first level is you seeing results with yourself. The next level will be you seeing results with clients. And then the top level is you seeing your results with scalable clients, like where you aren't even a part of the teaching so much as, as in like you're not doing any live interaction that they literally just follow a process. That's the highest level. But it needs to start with you. And so the reason why I'm sharing this with you is that you need to follow formulas. You need to follow success patterns, but you still can't get past the truth that to grow your capacity, you must learn to handle greater levels of ambiguity, exposure to criticism and discomfort. I know for me, when I first started running Facebook ads, I used to get so affected by people's comments. Now it is absolutely hilarious. I know in our last promotion, I was looking at some of the uh, the comments that people write. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like, like you have to learn to not take it personal because there's these people who are just on the internet sitting there and they see this ad pop up. They have no context and then they just write the most random things. And obviously, they know nothing about you usually. I mean, you know, I was reading some of the comments before and it was someone wrote, I am sick of these foreigners using their accent to take over the country. <laughs> And I was like, first of all, that is hilarious. <laughs> Using their accent to take over the country. I had one person say, does this guy even know how to say the word idea? He keeps saying it with an, you know that the word idea doesn't have an R in it. And I was thinking, what on earth is going on? <laughs> you know these comments. Someone wrote, this is just another coach who doesn't know what they're talking about trying to rip you off, <laughs> right? Now, obviously they're writing this 
this comment through a filter of an experience that they've had, right? So you have to realize that that comment really has no deep reflection on you. Sometimes it's kind of interesting because you can go, oh, that's interesting. Maybe I need to change my messaging or change things up or whatever. But for me now, because, because genuinely I feel so certain in what I offer, this sort of stuff doesn't, it just, it's like water off a duck's back. In fact, if you haven't listened to it yet, I would encourage you to. Uh, I did an interview with James Wedmore just the other week. And uh, there was one thing that he said that just really stood out for me in the whole interview. And it was this, he said, the one thing that was the difference that took him from being fairly successful to being really successful. And it was this, it was when he realized that the goal was not to be liked anymore. When he realized that the goal of his business was not to be the most popular, to not to be the most liked and to not have a squeaky clean ad account that has no negative comments on it or Instagram account. That the goal was to bring your message to the audience, to the market and to see who resonates with it. And there'll be some people who don't resonate at all. And there'll be some people who love it. And in fact, I would even go so far as to say that if you don't have any negative comments, you're really not marketing. You're not marketing. You, what you're doing is just telling people what they, what you think they will like. And the truth is, is that until you move past that idea of criticism, uh, that they are personally criticizing you, like I said, come back to the start of this podcast where I said, this is a difficult business model, not because it's difficult, it's actually quite simple, but because it's personal. Or should I say more specifically, you think it's personal and it's actually very easy to take it personal in this business model because it's your face. It's a personal brand business. And so the faster you get to that realization that this isn't a everyone like me game, this is a bring your message to the market and let's see who likes it and see who doesn't like it game. And, and that your message is more important than the criticisms, the fears, the resistance that you feel inside of you. When you realize that your message is more important than your fears, that, that my friend, is when you start to see a real breakthrough in your life. And I want to inspire you, I want to encourage you today with the fact that it is possible it is possible for you to grow past your current capacity. So let's say you're earning, I don't know, $50,000 in your expert business. What you need to do is you need to follow strategies that work and you need to combine it with growing your capacity. Now, how do you grow your capacity? You allow yourself to feel discomfort. You allow yourself to expose yourself to greater criticism. You allow yourself to have more ambiguity, to not have everything completed and fixed in your life. You allow yourself to put yourself out there to grow in your capacity. There's this idea of exposure. There's this idea of visibility that a lot of people talk about, I think, in this industry because visibility is closely tied to people's kind of, I guess, like value a lot of the times, or they think it is, should I say. They think it's tied to their value or they think it's tied to their self-esteem. But what if it's not tied to your value? What if it's not tied to your self-esteem? What if it's tied to just this idea that you need to make your message bigger than your fears? You need to make your message, the importance, the purpose of what you want to bring to this world greater than the fears that you feel. And I just really think that your capacity is going to grow when you realize that you have to embrace more complexity in other words, maybe there's a system that you need to really need to buy. Maybe there's an employee that you need to hire. Maybe there is a greater level of 
just clients you need to take on. You need to handle a greater level of ambiguity to grow your capacity. You have to be okay with exposing yourself to criticism. And I want to encourage you to expose you. And when I say criticism, another kind of version of that is that feeling of feeling like you failed, feeling like you, yeah, you failed, you made a mistake. And I look back at the failures that I've had in my business and they really have been my greatest lessons. The most difficult times have been where I've experienced the most success because success is such a poor teacher. It is such a poor teacher. Success puts you in this delusion that you're doing really well, you're doing a great job. And the truth is, is that you're not really going to grow at your greatest level until you're experiencing some failures in your life. Coming back to that, you know, that great quote from Seth, if failure is not an option, then neither is success. And so my encouragement for you today is this, is allow yourself to grow your capacity. In this next week, allow yourself to be okay with greater levels of ambiguity in your business. Do not have everything fixed. Allow yourself, put yourself out there to greater levels of exposure and criticism. Because as you do that, you start embracing greater levels of courage. And you show to your audience that you're a leader. You're a leader. It's, it's fascinating because a lot of people say, you know, you'll see people say, oh, I just love following this person because they just say what they think. They don't care what people say about them because there's this part of us, all of us, deep down inside is we, we want to be fully expressed. We want to be an expressed version of ourselves. So reach out, do failure. I know for me, one strategy that I want to share with you specifically around this failure is this is a strategy that I do with my um, expert in a circle clients, which is our high level implementation program. And in this program, I really encourage people to have at least five failure strategies every quarter. So we use this quarterly planner. and But on there, there's five strategies that they must attempt and there is no sense of attachment to it. In other words, this strategy, if it fails, if it doesn't work, it's completely fine. Does that make sense? And so this is a really great thing to implement in your business is do you know three to five strategies that if they fail, like there's no issue at all. Maybe it's you reach out to a big promotional partner. Maybe you, yeah, you reach out to a podcast you want to be on. Maybe it's you reach out to something else. And if, if it's a no or if they, you don't hear back from them or it doesn't work, you're just like, hey, totally fine because it's a failure strategy. Like you're completely fine if it fails. And this is the thing, out of those three to five failure strategies, what will happen is you'll probably have one strategy that lands that completely blows your mind. I know for me, the first time I attended the National Speakers Association. This is that's like a large kind of speaker group. It's the biggest speaker group in the world for America. And I remember we just moved to America and uh, I was going to attend the conference, but I thought I don't want to attend. I want to speak. And so what I did is I I just I thought, you know what? I'm kind of new to America. They probably won't accept me as a speaker there because I'm kind of new to the organization here. And I applied and guess what happened? (laughs) I got a speaking slot. (laughs) So I remember flying, I can't remember where it was. It was like Colorado or something. And I spoke at the first conference that I attended. Now, what was cool from there, I ended up landing a whole bunch of clients. But for me, whether I spoke or not, whether they accepted me or not, I honestly didn't care because I was going to go anyway. And so I just put myself forward. Oh, can I tell you one other great one? 
One other great one. The Kajabi conference. Do you remember the Kajabi conference when we they had it live? For those of you who use Kajabi. I saw the lineup. I'm looking at it. It was like Brennan Bouchard and there was a Shailene Johnson and there was a few other like, you know, really big speakers. And I was looking at the lineup and I'm going, you know what? They don't have someone teaching people how to sell from stage, how to really speak in a way that converts on virtual or live stages. And I was like, I could seriously add something to this conference. So I send this email to Kajabi and I get this lovely email back saying, hey, all the speaker spots are filled because I, there was a section on the website that said, speakers still being announced. And I was like, oh, maybe I could speak. I sent this email, like I said, completely detached, completely detached. I was genuinely 100% expecting them to say no. I get this email back saying, hey, lovely to have you, you know, apply, but all the speaker spots are filled, which, you know, they were because it was pretty close to the conference. And they were like, you know, let's stay in touch. Look forward to seeing you at the conference. And I'm like, cool. I get, honestly, I get a text from one of my friends, Tiffany Lee Bymaster, who I would love to have on the podcast soon. Tiffany sends me this text and goes, hey, Colin, I'm running a panel at the Kajabi main conference on the main stage, would you like to be one of, I think it was three or four people on that panel and share your expertise? <laughs> How crazy is that? And I'm like, you wouldn't believe it. I just <laughs> sent an email to Kajabi to speak at the conference and they said no. And you texted me like a day later asking me <laughs> to speak on a panel. And I was thinking, how, how cool is that? And so I don't know. I don't think that's a coincidence. I genuinely don't. I think that, there's something energetically that when you put yourself out there and I had no attachment and that's that whole thing about like zero attachment, which we talked a lot about on the podcast with James recently, zero attachment. There's this sense of, you know, I'm going to go for it, but if it, if it doesn't work, I'm totally fine as well. And then I get this text. I can't tell you whether that was connected or not, but for me, I believe it is. I believe it was because energetically I put myself out there. And so I want to encourage you to do some fail strategies. It's what I, yeah, what I teach our expert in a circle group, but I think you can do it straight away. Like you can start using these fail strategies. And this is the thing. If one of them lands, booyah, it's insane. It's insane. I know there's, there's one particular person who I did some coaching with, some mentoring with, and I won't mention her name, but um, I know for me, I asked her, I said, hey, can we do, can I help you with um, selling on your stage? And she was like, yeah, that would be fantastic. And I coached her on how to do it. And she did some serious dollars, serious, serious dollars. And, and I know for me, I asked her knowing that it's probably, it, it may be a no because she wasn't actually asking for help at the time. But I asked her, I said, hey, I, I can help you. Uh, do you. Do you want me to do it? And she said yes, and I helped her, and she sent me over a, an amazing testimonial for it. So, uh, you know, and for me, that was just another strategy. It was just another one of going, hey, I can contribute, I can help, there's no attachment. If you say no, totally fine. And so many times people have said yes, and it's led to amazing, amazing, amazing things. And so I want to encourage you to grow your capacity, embrace that feeling of discomfort, uh, risk being criticized and magic, magic is on the other side. Hey, if this has been helpful, uh, I trust it has. Could you please, I'd really appreciate it. Yo, 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 please leave a written review on the podcast. If you're on your app right now, literally, could you take 30 seconds? Just write what's been most helpful. Podcast loves podcast. Apple iTunes loves it. 
when you leave a review and I love it as well. I read all of them and I'm just genuinely grateful. So I'd really appreciate it if you took 30 seconds to scroll down on your phone, scroll to the bottom of the feed, click the leave a review and uh, leave a review. I'd really appreciate it. Guys, thank you so much for being a part of the Expert Edge. I trust it's been helpful. Bless you all and uh, make it a great week as you expand your capacity, bring your message to the market and contribute to the world in a way that you know you really want to. We'll speak to you soon. Why is it so hard to know what content to include in your speeches and webinars? Knowing which ideas to keep in and what to leave out is the difference between just getting claps or signing clients. If you're really serious about making your content highly persuasive, make sure to download the Persuasive Content Builder while it's still available. Go to www.persuasivecontentbuilder.com and get your step-by-step formula for designing and delivering content that connects with your audience and moves them to join your programs. Until then, we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Expert Edge.